Hi, I'm Jess, and I'm out to get the life and love of my dreams. I'm tired of seeing myself get in the way of my goals and desires, be heartbroken over unavailable guys, and feel unsatisfied and unhappy in life and love. If this sounds like you too, let's do this together. I've created this podcast so we can connect, learn, and grow together. Each week, I'll be sharing, exploring, and learning alongside you on topics like dating, inner work, self-love, health and fitness, and so much more. Welcome to Happiness with Jess, a podcast for self-love, better dating, getting out of your own way, and getting the life and love you want. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Happiness with Jess. I'm Jess, and I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode, especially, I think is just going to be so good. It is all about the relationship with ourselves. And I think this topic is so important. And I'm so glad that you're listening to it right now because it just impacts so much. It is impacting our confidence, our choices in life, the way that we show up in the world, and of course, the relationship with other people. So essentially, it's going to make us happy or unhappy. And I got five tips for us today to help us have a better, deeper connection with the, with ourselves and build a better relationship with ourselves. I think it's just so, so important to know about ourselves, to understand ourselves and have a healthy dynamic with ourselves because the better that we are at this, the more likely that we're going to feel happier overall. And we're going to be making choices that feel good for us and invite people into our lives that feel good for us as well. And we're just going to have more trust and confidence in ourselves and our lives. And no matter what stage of your, you know, your life that you're in, like if you're single, if you're heartbroken, you're in a relationship, the relationship with yourself at all times, right? So it doesn't matter where you're at with anything like this. We can always have better relationships with ourselves. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I first want to start off by saying that, you know, for many of us, we just really don't know how to do this or where to even begin. And that's totally okay and completely understandable. I mean, for many years, this is definitely me. I had no idea who I was. Like, honestly, I was definitely a people pleaser. And I just wanted to do what I thought people would want me to do, like what would feel make them feel most comfortable. And I would play small. And I just often felt like, really lost in in a lot of ways. Like I would date guys and kind of morph into like whatever they wanted and just lose myself. And yeah, like that that's my story. I know for a lot of other people, it can be society, it can be gender norms, living in survival mode and or people pleasing like myself. Like this can be all a part of our story and what makes us disconnected from ourselves and not really know who we are. So I just want to first start off by saying it's totally okay if you don't know who you are. I've definitely been there too. And I got you. We're going to go into five tips to build a better relationship with yourself. Okay, so I know you're wondering, how do I have a relationship with myself? How do I love myself? How do I trust myself? How do I have confidence? You know, all of these things are kind of, we're talking about them more. And I think, yeah, it is kind of a little confusing on where to start. But I first want to ask you, how do you build a relationship with another person? By asking them questions and getting to know them, by listening and showing up for them, by spending quality time with them building trust and respect. And that's the same thing that we can do for ourselves. We ask ourselves questions and get to know ourselves. 
We spend quality time with ourselves. We listen and show up for ourselves and we build trust and show ourselves respect. Like it's the same exact process. It feels a little bit foreign for some of us because yeah, as people pleasers, as caregivers, um, you know, just the dynamics maybe that we saw growing up can have us looking to other people for that information and maybe not look at ourselves or be honest with ourselves about this. But this is something that is so important to do. And I'm going to break down each of these so that we can get some actionable ways to really begin doing this. So the first one is getting to know yourself by asking yourself questions. So really get curious about yourself here. Like what are your interests? What are your hobbies? What are your goals? What have you been putting off doing or stopped doing that you really enjoyed? And how can you start to make more time for that? And, you know, at first, like these can be really hard to answer. So just know like it can take some time to really come up with these answers. And if you are having a hard time, I think I found it easier to look at some of the things that I don't enjoy doing and kind of look at those and find the opposite. And so what that looks like or an example from my life is like drinking. So I don't mind a couple of drinks with my girlfriends, you know, every like once a month or I don't know, it's summertime. So maybe it's happening a little bit more frequently, but I, I don't just, I really don't drink a lot. And, um, yeah, for me, binge drinking every weekend did not make me feel great. Like at one point in my life, like I was drinking a little bit more to make friends or to hang out with, you know, my ex or, you know, whatever it was like drinking was a bigger part of my, my weekends. And I know it did not make me feel good. I didn't like how it made me feel. Like I just felt blah the next day. The hangover would prevent me from doing anything productive. Like I just, I don't know. I just didn't really like it. And I started to acknowledge that about myself and learn to start saying no, because it was a lot more obvious and clear to me that I needed to start making a change here and find other ways to spend my weekends. And so it was a little bit more of a trial and error after that, like learning like, okay, I don't want to drink. Well, what do I do instead? (laughs) So, you know, it can take some time to learn that. Um, Like for me, hiking became something that I really enjoyed doing, but it didn't start off with these long hikes by myself. Like at first it was going with, um, you know, my ex at the time or um, with a friend and kind of just seeing how that felt for myself or being outside in general, and then to eventually feeling comfortable to doing that by myself or spending more time outside by myself. But just kind of start for you, like asking yourself, like, what do you like to do? What do you want to do? Maybe what show you want to watch or what foods you want to eat or anything that brings you joy, like how and what am I missing here? And then eventually you can start asking yourself some deeper questions, like what goals do I want to set for myself and what ways am I getting in my own way and how can I better support myself? The same way that we're getting to know another person, like you got to start with the colors, the basics, right? The colors, you know, what do you like to do? What do you like to eat? And then you can get a little bit deeper as you get to know this person a little bit more and enjoy spending time with them. So it's the same thing here. Just practice being honest with yourself and know that it can feel really really uncomfortable and unfamiliar. But each time that you're asking yourself questions, you're answering honestly, you're getting to know yourself deeper, and 
it's really, really healthy and good to do. So as you get a little bit more used to it, you can go a little bit deeper and bridge that connection so that eventually we can move on to step two, which is spending quality time together. So, you know, as you're getting to know another person, you start to want to spend more time with them, you know, see them in their element, see them in, you know, these certain situations and just, you know, see more about who they are. And the same thing is with ourselves. So, you know, once you kind of figure out more about yourself, you can figure out how you'd like to spend more time with yourself and set aside time to intentionally spend it with yourself alone. (laughs) Yes, alone, which I know, again, is probably something that can feel really uncomfortable, but is just so, so necessary. You need to be able to feel your own energy, you know, learn how to spend your time, how to like just live in a way that doesn't have anybody else involved, like without their needs, their desires, etc. Like just your own exploring like what you need and what you want without another person in involved at all. And so for me, like at first that really was, oh, it was so hard, especially when I was in a relationship, like I don't know. I, I just thought like that person was supposed to do and we were supposed to do everything together and be everything together. And so it was really uncomfortable to kind of start to do things for myself. Um, even though, yeah, before this person, I was, I was single, I was alone, you know, I was doing things by myself, but it can just happen like that. And so, you know, inside of relationships, it can be harder to create space for yourself, but it's not impossible. It's honestly really cool thing to do because you're letting your partner know that while you're taking time for yourself, it invites them to do the same, which can really deepen the relationship with another person because, you know, learning how to spend time alone, tending to yourself is really, really helpful. It really is a good practice to be doing and learning how to deepen the relationship with yourself. You know, it really is going to help you become more discerning and how to have more confidence and self-trust, which just makes you glow, makes you more lively and interesting. You know, you're not just plopping down at the um, on the couch at the end of the day and just saying, oh, how was your day? Oh, nothing new because <laughs> we spent every moment together, basically, besides work. So yeah, start to spend more time alone. And, you know, if you're single, in living alone, like me, this <laughs> really expedites the relationship with yourself. I mean, for me, spending my nights and weekends has taught me so much about myself and how I really like to spend my time. Like a couple of things that I learned that I really enjoy doing. One of my favorite things is sitting on my balcony at the end of the day when it's, you know, it's nighttime. I got my little lights on. I'm kind of setting the mood for myself. And sometimes I just sit out there and journal or, you know, contemplate. I don't really do a lot. Or sometimes I'll take my laptop out there and I'll watch a movie. And it's, I don't know, it's like a little date night for myself. I just love that. I've learned what meals I really enjoy cooking for myself and um, what TV shows I enjoy watching. And yeah, just having the confidence to go out and do things by myself. And yeah, this totally was not the case. I remember one time going to a coffee shop and feeling so nervous just going by myself just to do some, I was uh, studying for a certification at the time and I was just going to go to study. And now I go to a coffee shop by myself all the time. I'm hiking by myself. I live alone. Like it is a, a process. Like it is something that feels really uncomfortable at first, but is essential in having a better relationship with ourselves. Okay. 
Tip number three is to listen to yourself. So I love journaling for this the most. I think it is a much clearer way to like listen to yourself when you're taking pen to paper. And I know some of us out there aren't big journalers and we kind of get hung up on like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? I don't know how to do this. Like, honestly, like it's not meant for anybody's eyes but yourself. So don't get wrapped up in how it sounds. Like, I think a big part of this whole thing is writing freely without judgment. Like that is how you're listening to yourself. Just stop like judging yourself and just write. Like for me... I've been doing this practice for years. Like since I was a little girl, I've been writing in my journal and I just, I'm asking myself like how I'm feeling. Like if I definitely go to my journal when I'm feeling anxious um, or when I have like a big decision to make or yeah, or after a decision that I've made, like it just is like a way for me to unravel the spiraling thoughts in my head and just have a conversation with myself. Like the same I would with a friend, like I'm just kind of writing things down and I don't worry about like what it sounds like, like nobody's reading this, but myself. And yeah, it just helps me so much because then these thoughts aren't swirling around like tangled, They are clearly written out. I slow down because it takes a little bit longer to write everything out. You're slowing down your thoughts. You can also just have a little bit more clarity. Like you can map out your day. You can write out like what decision you want to make. You you just have a lot more opportunity to hear yourself. So I really, really recommend this practice. It is a way to get to know yourself, spend time with yourself, and listen to yourself. I would say another way to start listening to yourself is by listening to your body. So resting when it says to rest, moving it consistently, and fueling it properly. I think aches, pains, and fatigue are also ways that our body is trying to communicate with us. Like Our bodies are communicating with us all the time, but we're so often ignoring it, especially if we're living in a place where we're in survival mode and we're people pleasers and we're just ignoring ourselves on a constant basis. So if you have any chronic issues, like I really recommend talking to a professional, like skin issues, gut issues, hair pain, you know, any of these are signals that something really isn't going right for us, like something isn't working and our bodies are trying to tell us that. So it could be something along the lines like you need to change up your diet, you need to sleep, you need to reduce your stress or you're lacking enough movement. Our bodies are always trying to talk to us and we just got to take time to listen. Same thing with that like icky feeling in our stomach or anxiety, like These things are trying to communicate with us, but, you know, if we aren't taking the time to do it, we don't really get the answers. So listen to your body, listen to yourself through journaling, and just start to have more conversations with yourself and be honest about how you're really feeling. And then that can help you really start to make better decisions for yourself. Okay, tip four is building self-trust. So this is having your own back, essentially having honest conversations with yourself, sticking up for yourself, setting boundaries and just going after what you want, you know, and it's not something that's given. It's something that's earned. And I think it goes hand in hand with confidence. 
So if you want to be a more confident person, you want to feel more confident in your body, in your decisions, in your life, like you got to earn that shit. You got to earn your own self-trust. And it is not easy, especially if you are somebody who has a history of betraying yourself, overgiving to other people and ignoring yourself. So it is really good to start small here. A lot of times I think especially in the personal training world. Like I see so many people who don't have trust with themselves. They want to change their bodies like, like that. And it's really hard to do when you can't trust yourself. If you can't trust yourself to drink enough water every day, make your bed every morning, you know, or, or meal prep, like how can you ask yourself to do some bigger things like, you know, working out three times a week or waking up earlier or, you know, just changing your routine or your lifestyle in some way. Like it's, we have to start small. And so I think like drinking enough water, going for walks, making small decisions, like what and where to eat, like what movie to watch, or even like telling the nail tech (laughs) that you don't like your nails. You know, these little things like that are ways to build that confidence and build that self-trust so that, you know, each time that you do these these things, each time you show up for yourself, when you act and you make a decision or speak up for yourself, like it's showing yourself that you got you, you know, that's what confidence is. It's saying, I got me, that we can trust us. And over time, that is what's really radiating that confidence that you see in somebody. Like when you look at somebody and you're like, oh, that girl's confident as hell. Like she just got that magnetic energy. That is self-trust. And that was something that she freaking earned. And it's something that you can earn for yourself too. Because when we're letting the opinions of others, you know, overcome us, that's bringing us down. When we aren't making our own decisions, we're lost and looking to be found, you know, anywhere. And when we're accommodating for other people, we're playing small and we're not like, we're dimming our light. So learning who you are, acting on it, And speaking up for yourself is all a part of having a better relationship with yourself. So again, it's important to start small, not go crazy here because it is scary and it is uncomfortable, but it is all a part of the process. Okay, final tip is showing yourself respect. So when we respect somebody, we admire them, we have regard for them, and we accept them as they are, to their face and behind their backs. And since we are always with ourselves, the dis- disrespect that we can have for ourselves can really weigh us down if we're not careful. And what I mean by this is like, every time that we ditch the gym, or we talk poorly about ourselves, or we're staying in a relationship or a job or whatever, you know, that isn't right for us, we know We can't run away from ourselves. We can't hide from ourselves. We know when we're disrespecting ourselves. And I think it is why we tend to numb out with TV, weed, or shopping, etc. Like, we're trying to hide from ourselves what we can't. Like, when I look back at my life and the times that I was smoking the most was when I was ignoring something that, yeah, was disrespectful to myself. I was staying in a relationship that didn't work for me. I was not sticking up for myself in a job, whatever it was. Like there were times where I, yeah, I was not respecting myself. And so learning how to, you know, respect myself included a lot of forgiveness. So I think a really beautiful place to start is to start with forgiveness. And maybe that is writing out a letter to ourselves 
or journaling about this topic with ourselves before moving forward. It's just an opportunity to just have a moment with ourselves for not having our backs, for our mistakes and lack of boundaries. I know it sounds a little bit silly, but it can be really healing and really helpful to do before moving forward. Like just taking that moment to forgive yourself and let yourself know that you're going to do better and you want to do better is seriously healing. So, I mean, think about all the times that we're forgiving other people, you know, and we end up moving forward just fine. Like the same thing that we can do for ourselves, just give it a try and see how it impacts you because you have no idea like how much like guilt and shame you might be hanging on to because you haven't been able to show up for yourself, like betraying yourself and ignoring yourself have just been the norm for you, you might really dig up some stuff that needed to be expressed. From there, self-respect shows up in so many ways, but so many like subtle yet loud ways. (laughs) So every time that we are setting a boundary, we're showing our self-respect. When we are working out consistently, we're showing our bodies respect. When we are scheduling time for our goals, we're showing our goals respect. When we are speaking kindly to ourselves, again, we're showing our self-respect. So this is happening when we even don't feel like it, when we're scared or when we don't know how to do it. Like respect is just another part of this whole thing that is earned. And so expect this to take some time, expect it to, you know, be uncomfortable. Um, But each time that you're showing up for yourself, your body, your goals, you're saying to yourself that you matter. And that's super important for a relationship. Like, when you're in a relationship with another person or, you know, your friendship, like you are showing up for them, you are respecting them, you're respecting your time. Like the same thing goes for yourself in your, your goals and your body. The same way that you're showing respect for another person is the same way that you can be showing respect for yourself. But that's it guys. Okay. So I'm going to just recap them really quick. We got getting to know yourself by asking yourself questions, spending quality time together, listening to yourself, building self-trust, and showing yourself respect. Those are the five ways that you can learn to have a better relationship with yourself. And yeah, I just hope it was helpful. I hope it's helpful in, in learning and growing and becoming closer with yourself. Like, as you probably have guessed, like, <laughs> it's definitely continuous. You're always going to be learning new things about yourself, asking yourself new questions and showing yourself self-trust and respect all throughout your journey. And just like our family, you know, our partners and friends, like we're going to grow. And so we're going to be meeting different versions of ourselves all along the way and learn new things about ourselves every single day and deepening the bond every single day. So, so exciting. I personally have just seen so much growth and um, light and confidence from this, doing more of this with myself, taking the time for myself, um, living alone, especially, and yeah, being single and and just asking myself these questions, being honest, showing up for myself. So I'm really excited for you to begin doing some of these things too. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being here. I'm just so grateful to be sharing this with you and to be growing alongside of you. It just means a lot to me. And just know that you're not alone. We're definitely in this together. But I hope that is helpful for you. I'm going to be seeing you in the next episode. I hope you have a great day. I just want to end by saying thank you so much for being here and for listening. If you liked today's episode and are enjoying the show, please don't forget to rate it, subscribe, and share with a friend. 
Any of these things are helping me so much to grow so I can get in the ears of those in need. So I really appreciate it. And for more content on self-love, fitness, and relationships, you can find me at happy.i.ness.jess on Instagram. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.